So I've been preparing a how-to episode of the podcast, going over it's a lot. A lot of it uh, is a series. So getting back to kind of we've got a lot of new players in the community and um, helping people who listen to podcasts with their gaming while they game. As soon as I'm ready to record that, boom, new Star Wars game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a day. I really wasn't expecting that. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Uplink. I know. I was so... I just casually pulled up the Nintendo Direct. I was watching. I was like, oh, I wonder what kind of Nintendo game is going to be happening. I'm super pumped. And then all of a sudden, I, I hear the Star Wars music. And I see Stormtroopers. And I'm like, wait, what? What's going on here? I haven't seen the actual Nintendo Direct like thing for it. I've only seen the trailer for this, so I need to. I should probably go and watch that at some point. That'd be interesting. But yeah, I mean, I was so I was playing GTA with friend of the podcast Yepa, along with um, Yoda Epic, a fellow community member as well. Yeah, we were playing GTA together, and all of a sudden, I then start seeing notifications like new Star Wars game. I'm like, what? So I go and check Twitter. And I remember like, Star Wars I sent Hunter. you a DM. You did that. Wait, yeah, wasn't it? Maybe it was you who then who I found out from. Yeah, I think it maybe maybe yeah. it was yeah because you told yeah I think you told me, and then I went on Twitter and saw you tweet about it. Bestman Bulletin tweet about it, and it's like twenty second trader. I was like, oh my, and then <laughs> so I had a quick watch of that. And I was like, that looks really cool. And like I'm looking at the Stars article for it now, and I still cannot get over how good that logo looks. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, it's so nice. sexy. I mean, I'm a fan of the gradient, <laughs> always. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminds me a lot of the um, the Star Wars YouTube shorts that they had. The little yeah. animations. Oh. What? oh, yeah, Forces of Destiny. Yeah, Forces of Destiny. It looks a lot like that logo. It does, yeah. It's just, it's, it's got those, like, scan line patterns, which you can actually mm-hmm. do really easily in Photoshop, which is nice. So yeah. I might have a crack at trying to do that logo at some point. But The, the Star Wars yeah, section looks exactly like um, the, Battlefront sec- the Battlefront 2015 Star Wars section for that. It looks exactly the same. And it's <laughs> it does, yeah. It's, that, it's got that gold, yeah. Um, so oh, we're talking nice about this, but for those of you who don't know, a new Star Wars game for Switch, iOS, and Android has been announced. It was announced through the Nintendo Direct. Uh, they got the so Nintendo has the marketing license. We assume because that's how they launched it. This is n- we weren't expecting anything like that. We've been hearing rumors. I've been hearing rumors from, from my sources and leaks. Um, they've been all around about EA making a small scale Star Wars game, and this sounds eerily similar to what we've been hearing from EA. Yeah, so that's the, I've seen a lot of people um, question this. I've seen a few people actually ask me about it. Someone tagged me on Twitter this morning, um, and yeah, it's like it's interesting because this is obviously um, a squad-based, um, you know, third-person shooter combat game. But obviously, it's being made by um, Boss Alien, an actual motion studio published by Zynga. And like, whereas obviously from EA, we're hearing first person shooter set between episode five and six hunters is set after episode six. Mm -hmm. So like, it's, you know, it's all very different, but the fact that it's good that, I mean, if this EA tactical shooter kind of game does release later this year, then it's going to be interesting because we then have two squad based shooters essentially in the same release window, really like 
depending i mean hunters could have come out like in may or something i don't know but i imagine it'll be later this year and either way yeah but definitely it's just it's just it's it's an interesting one because i mean obviously this is free to play it's mobile and switch so it's you know accessible to a lot of people to mm-hmm. everyone really who's got a mobile phone um whereas the ea one would obviously be more like a triple a photo real kind of standard whereas Definitely. this is more stylized so and they've said as yeah, much they said they're going for a more stylistic star wars experience yeah which i i really i you know i can get behind that a lot like with this you know with ea no longer having exclusive rights to the star wars license it's i want to see a, a, a wider variety of games from a wide variety of you know stu- different development studios and publishers and some, you know like a a squad based arena combat game like this sounds like something we've never seen before really i mean we've had arena stuff before with um you know there was force arena which is an arena game um very different to how this sounds um but that was a thing and then there's a lego version of that coming out soon as well so yeah it'll be true the uh, the official quote from uh, starwars.com from Douglas Riley, the VP of Lucasfilm Games, says Star Wars Hunter draws inspiration from classic Star Wars stories and settings, but with a look and feel that is different from anything we've done before. We're thrilled to introduce this wildly creative cast of characters to our fans on Nintendo Switch, where they can join with their friends in thrilling battles at home or on the go. It's a free game, like we've said. It's being produced by um, Boss Alien, which is a sub sub uh, development company, but within natural motion which is also a company through publisher zynga so there's a lot of different layers there um so some of the games that they've worked on before uh in terms of natural motion uh dawn of titans which is an action strategy game for mobile that's the most recent game that they've had csr racing 2 which you said that you've had experience with i have yeah played it a couple years back as well as clumsy ninja which is a really fun little mobile game but but that hasn't been supported for quite some time so we've got a wide range of games there uh what has been your experience with csr racing 2 like it, it, it was a long time ago now i was playing this probably a good like four years ago but i remember <laughs> having fun to be fair it was one of those games where um so it's it's drag racing right so it's not like as a player it's not that complicated it's just shift up at the right time um <laughs> but it, you know it's one of those things that you know i'd be at school um between lessons or at lunch i'd get bored i'd go on it you know i'd have a bit of fun doing some drag races getting some money buying new cars and stuff like that so yeah it was a it, like from what i can remember it was a it was a fun experience so i'm looking forward to seeing what um you know boss alien and ultimately natural motion as well can actually do with the star wars license this episode of uplink podcast is brought to you by it's not a tiny house podcast a podcast all about alternative living and making it happen definitely go give them a listen link will be in the description of this episode you can find it wherever you find podcasts so we've, we've had a very mixed reaction within the community about this. A lot of people, I mean, mobile games still have that uh, stigma against them, that they aren't real games, etc., etc., and that is true yeah. for a lot of them. Um, we also have the massive back catalog of basically gambling with Zynga games. So that's, that's kind of what they're yeah. known for, is that really pay-to-win, the... The things the news was making it about um, 
with Battlefront, they actually do <laughs> consistently. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole world yeah. of mobile games. That is the that is the industry that are mobile games. So we have a couple of questions here. One that I want to ask. That's let's start with: Are we excited for this game? Are you excited? I am. Yeah. Like I I haven't got my expectations too high, but the more I let the fact that this game the, the, the more I let it all sink in and the more I watched the trailer, like when I was making my video on it earlier and just just the more I think about it, the more my excitement for it grows, to be honest. It's something we've not had before. I've, you know, I've got I've got a Switch as well, which is going to be, you know, the probably, I imagine the best platform to play it on. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to be able to have a Star Wars game, you know, where I can play on my Switch. So that'll be fun. And again, you know, you can go and do that, you know, on the go anywhere you want, whether it's on Switch or mobile. So I'm excited for that. And I'm excited to see the potential it has because I was, after I made the video on the news, I kind of sat down and was like, what could we see from this game? And I was just thinking of all the different things. Like if it gets serviced for a long time, then we could be seeing more like hunters come into the arena. We could see more arena maps and layouts and stuff like that. Um, they could have a whole guild system and guild wars or something like, Mm -hmm. you know, win a certain amount of games over this guild or whatever. I don't know. Like there's a lot of potential for competitive play. Obviously it it is titled as a competitive game. So I really want to see them dive into that. And um, just for post-launch content, there's a lot of potential for it. So I'm excited to see what their plans are for the game post-launch and ultimately what the game is like at launch because obviously we don't really know a lot about it too much yet i'm of two minds of this i am excited that we're getting more star wars games that's something that i want to see more of but then yeah, of course. so mobile games i'm not a huge mobile gamer so i don't really get into that world too much um yeah because there's a lot there's a lot of different reasons one i'm not usually using my phone in that way uh and two I prefer to play on console or PC. And then three, the way that mobile games work are very, very heavily time investment. Like you, you can't just sit a, yeah. sit down and play it. It's more of like little bursts of it. Or if you want to sit down and play it, you have to pay. So those are a couple of the reasons yeah, that exactly. I don't personally play mobile games. But this is exciting. Yeah, this is exciting to me. This is the first official non-EA Star Wars game outside of the license. So this is kicking off the wave of <laughs> EA losing the exclusivity. Yeah, of course. I mean, this, you know, Zynga were, um, Zynga were announced to be making a Star Wars game a couple of years back anyway. So, like, we knew this game was coming at some point. We just had no idea when or, like, what, what it was going to be. Yeah, exactly. And like, the, like going back to what you were saying, like I'm actually kind of the same. Like I, I'm not much of a mobile gamer. Like I have Galaxy of Heroes, and I have like Simpsons Tapped Out, which you know are games that you go on every every so at like every few hours just for like five ten minutes. You sit there and like you do a couple things on it, and that's it for a, you know even long period of time. But um, and like beyond that, I'm not really much of a mobile gamer. And like you, I prefer to play on console. And that's why I'm really happy to see this coming to Switch as well. Exactly. <laughs> it's something that like I know I'll be happy to just sit there and play for a decent amount of time. Like I could hook it up onto that like Switch console thing where you can hook it up to your TV or whatever. Like I, I know I can do that and can happily play that. And I just think it would be 
really interesting and i'm you know with like with galaxy of heroes like you you know like you were referring to it's got it's one of those things that like you play it for a while but then if you want to play even more you kind of have to pay because or you just either have to wait for hours or pay because you run out of energy and you can then can't do any more um so i'm, I'm hoping that this game's going to be more you know you can just sit down and play it for like a couple hours if you really want and just grind it if you know for as long as you want and not be tied down to just energy and stuff like that because if if it is then that's you know it'd be quite frustrating really and i don't Mm -hmm. want to like i'm pretty excited for this game based on its potential and i don't want it to be one of those things that you play like five games and then you have to stop playing because you physically can't go any further without paying so yeah that that's that is the concern that we're all wondering that is like mm-hmm. in the discord we're talking about a friend of the podcast boomsticks coming in and we're we're discussing that where initially it's like yeah. boom and not really huge excitement for it just because of how mobile games are working especially with zynga and their history with that too um from my my research before and uh installing the the games that natural motion has done it's not insane like some of the other zynga games are in terms of in-app purchases but they are there that's what thrives the business and that's what fuels the game so back in the day I'm talking like last year, back in the day. <laughs> um, I was <laughs> a big a fan. Time, yeah. yeah, long time ago. I mean, 2020 lasted like 10 years, right? Um, <laughs> true. Very Hogwarts, true. Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery. Um, mm-hmm. That was a game that I was really pumped about, played for a bit until it gets to the point where like, oh crap, you have to come back in uh, two hours to refuel refuel your energy. I ain't got yeah, time for that. I was the same. Mm-hmm. I was I, exactly the same. Like when I saw that game announced, I was like, oh, you know, this is going to be really cool. Like you're in Hogwarts Adventure and everything. And it came out, I started playing for a bit and then it was like, oh, now I've got to wait again. And it's just, yeah, I, I can't be asked for, for stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, <clears throat> like I, I get it, but I don't want to have to pay like 10 pounds just to play for another like maybe 15 minutes or something before all my energy just runs out like i just i'm not about that to be honest i i want to see you know that's that's how a lot of like games are at the moment on mobile but i really Mm -hmm. want to see i mean it's all about the addictiveness it's all about yeah oh man i gotta i gotta get this i gotta keep on doing this and like i -hmm. tried to stay away from that as much as possible I personally have like an yeah. addictive personality, so I have to be careful about that. So I, if mm-hmm. if it's along those lines, and a lot of mobile games are, I step away. But this yeah, is going to be, sure. I'm, I'm pumped about this, but it's fascinating to me to see this being incorporated into Lucasfilm Games' strategy. Yeah, 100%. And like something you know like zynga obviously i've seen well okay so one of the mo- one of the main concerns that i've seen floating around the community is about like microtransactions and stuff like that and like whilst i totally understand that like microtransactions like are fine but they're it, it's it's how they're implemented which is obviously the problem like with battlefront 2 
at the start, that was the problem. But then when they reintroduced microtransactions to Battlefront 2, like that was perfectly fine because it's cosmetics only. Yeah, or the other problem games with like those Fortnite, it's just, is they didn't embrace it uh, in in yeah. the proper in the proper way. Um, the yeah. thing with mobile games is they use microtransactions to specifically affect gameplay, and that was the issue with Battlefront 2. Yeah, I want to see like people go away from that. Um, and just try and push the boundaries with mobile games, to be honest. People are worried about Zynga and microtransactions and all that stuff. But at the same time, like, you look at what happened with Battlefront 2 and the amount of, like, the PR disaster that was Battlefront 2's launch. And you just kind of hope that, well, Lucasfilm themselves experienced that. So surely they're not going to want that to happen again. So surely they're going to try and keep publishers and developers away from that kind of negative microtransactions. That's if it's going to be an issue uh, because that's yeah, the expectations exactly. with mobile games. So, yeah. And that's the thing. It, it might not be an issue at all, but that's because, um, I mean, some come... Well, this is the thing. Like, You'd hope that the development studio and the publishers themselves will be like, this happened with EA. We don't want to make that same mistake. So let's not even worry about that but then if they do try and do something and lucasfilm see it and they go like no 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 like this happened you know this happened with ea a couple of years back we're not letting this happen again mm -hmm. so change um, it like so i'm like i'm expecting microtransactions 100 because they need to like you know they have monetize to make the money. game somehow and make money right so i'm expecting it in some way i'm just hoping that they've learned from previous mistakes of other people that actually they stay away from anything pay yeah. to win and they just make it a really fun experience and um you know i'm not necessarily expecting cosmetics as such but maybe if they had like some kind of battle pass system or something which meant that you know we could well i mean customization is the easiest way to be able to monetize the game because otherwise it's like well what else are you gonna do other than like mm -hmm. energy to be able to play yeah. so I'm hoping for customization, whether it's of the actual characters themselves or whether it's player identity or something. Like, yeah. That's One of the what I'm key things for, that we were that is at least we can we can kind of point some pictures and draw some comparisons and come to some conclusions before. Um, so normally mm -hmm. with um, with mobile games, we've got the energy system where it's um, more of like a passive game. The game you you interacted with it periodically stuff like star wars galaxy of heroes so there's that example of ea had this huge massive backlash with microtransactions pay to win stuff and then you have galaxy of heroes which does stuff even worse than that continues to be extremely profitable um so you have that world uh but galaxy of heroes isn't necessarily a third person competitive arena shooter game yeah so I mean it's like yeah Galaxy of Heroes is is very much like you know as you described as you described like part of it is like it's got that passive aspect to it where you know you'll play the game for a bit and then you'll just have to wait and whatever because you've run out of energy um but then they've also got the whole like the like the chromium data cart like packs and stuff like that so it's basically just it, it's it's just loot box mechanics um at the end of the day because you're just it's it's pack luck like luck of the draw you know in this pack i might get 
10 shards for Darth Vader, but then in the next one, I might get 80 shards for Captain Rex or something. You know, it's one of those things which I really hate. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, Galaxy of Heroes is highly profitable, but it's kind of that there are multiple ways in which EA have monetized Galaxy of Heroes. Um, one of it is that passive energy way. And then you've got this like other like pack luck sort of it, I mean it's not it's not necessarily pay to win in the sense that like because you, you don't come up against people with like when you fight online you don't really come up against people who are like yeah a it's lot more of pay to play way better yeah it's it's just hey if you want to get really good people really quick buy these and um have a chance of getting it so it like it's loot box it's loot box it's loot box mechanics but it's not necessarily pay to win it's just pay to have like great people like it doesn't provide you any competitive advantage to other online players because in like the squad in like the squad arena and stuff like that you'll go up against people with similar like power levels so mm -hmm. um yeah it's just one of those things that yeah it's kind of both passive and this you know loot box stuff which yeah I, I don't like yeah but that's how mobile games work and have mobile mobile games have worked for so long uh you yeah. see games trying to trying to build out like um the mario game where you paid a set fee and you got the game yeah. but everyone revolted against that what i have to pay for games no how dare mm -hmm. you um, so you have you have that aspect of it too, where the the two markets are completely different in how they operate. You have uh, yeah. something that works in mobile that does not work on console games, and they've tried many many times to do that. It doesn't really work out. And then you have the opposite, yeah. where you, the way that the app store works and the way that mobile games have worked for ten years now, it's hard to get out of that and get out of the mindset of like where I have, I have to pay for an app. How dare you! Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I'm very much like if I see an app and I have to pay for it, I'd be a bit like, mm, no, I'll, I'll stay away <laughs> from it. Really, I mean, I guess it kind of depends on what it is, but um, you know, I I like most others will expect a, a mobile game to be free. Yeah, so like obviously they're going to have to monetize it in some way, but again, it's just it's how they implement it, and whilst. But so everyone's got this expectation that it's going to be riddled with microtransactions. But I'm honestly just, I'm on like the side of, you know, let's just wait and see what happens, really. Like, it's all well and good at making assumptions based on past experiences. But let's just step back a little bit and not judge it so quickly. Mm -hmm. So it will be fascinating to see what direction they put it towards and how the game actually ends up. And most of all, if the game is fun, people will play it. Um, yep. Let's just hope that they don't get too, a little too crazy uh, with how they operate the game and monetize it. So we're going to see how that works out. It's more of a wait and yep. see. I, I think it has a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like with from you know from this like announcement teaser trailer, we saw what looks like well, just a red someone wielding a light, a red lightsaber. You know, some people have said that have speculated that she could be like a night sister or something with a lightsaber, which I mean would be kind of cool. Um, I feel like she maybe could be like you. She maybe could have been an Imperial Inquisitor or something, maybe. But um, I don't know. And then we also saw the Stormtrooper, the Mandalorian, the Wookiee Warrior, 
And then at the end of the trailer, you see a blue lightsaber and you hear like a B2 battle droid using Overload from like Battlefront 2. It's that sound. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see like all the characters in there. And because they have like saber wielders and Mandalorians and stormtroopers, like there's so many different species that they can go for with this game. And I think, you know, I really hope that they add a really diverse range of characters. And we've already seen that there's ranged characters and melee as well so yeah hopefully they'll like really dive in and we'll have plenty to play when it launches i expect this game probably uh late summer uh maybe mm -hmm. early fall we'll see um because yeah. i was going through the natural motion um careers page and they still have a lot of um they have a lot of job openings for Star Wars titles, mm -hmm. and that could that okay. could be they're still working on it. Maybe it's a different game that they're working on, or maybe it's just um, a going forward, continuing updating the game. But there is a large yeah. number of uh, job openings for Star Wars games. Interesting. And she, this this Star Wars Hunters um, trailer was just like the YouTube account for it was just Zynga Star Wars. So kind of like EA Star Wars, but Zynga. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of, ex I'm expecting Zynga to perhaps work on more Star Wars games other than Hunters. Um, so we'll, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to just have to wait and see really. But yeah, I'm hoping, I, I do hope that Hunters is going to be serviced for, you know, a long time. Because I mean, Galaxy of Heroes is, is on its like sixth year almost. I think it came out in 2015, crazy, yeah. 2021 right now. So yeah, it came out I'm alongside hoping, Battlefront 2015. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I'm hoping that Hunters can release, and um, you know, should it be pop, you know, should it be popular and a fun game, hopefully it, it will be serviced for, you know, many years to come. So, yeah, I mean, you look at Galaxy of Heroes, like even like six years old almost, and it's still hugely popular. Like, um, multiple streamers getting several thousand viewers per stream on Galaxy of Heroes, a mobile game. But then people struggle to get a few hundred people watching them on Battlefront, a AAA title from EA. So it's like, yeah, it has a lot of potential for both the actual content and also for content creators as well. So yeah, hopefully it's something that is released and serviced for a while because that'll be, it'd be a lot yeah. of fun to see where they can go and where they like what additions they can make and stuff. So depending on how the squads match up. We will probably play together on either of our streams at some point in the future. Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Anyway, dude, I think that is a good spot to end this episode. Once again, thank Love you yourself. for hopping on the podcast. No worries. Always a pleasure. You're thank getting you up there much. to probably one of the most frequent guests on the show. Yes. That makes me happy. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I need to give you a badge. You should uplink contributor. There we go. <laughs> I should put that in my bio. That's all for this episode of Uplink Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash uplinkpodcast to get exclusive content as well as access to Uplink Plus, a monthly exclusive podcast talking all things wider world of gaming, Star Wars, and more. Definitely come check this out and help us support the show. A great free way to support the show is by leaving us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you can leave a review of the podcast, it helps us out a ton and helps new listeners find the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Uplink Podcast as well as on Instagram, Uplink Podcast as well. Twitter is a great way to keep up to date on all things Star Wars gaming as well as all things on the show. Also, definitely check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash 
the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. We stream every Saturday. At, usually it's around 12 p.m. MST. We play Star Wars games. We play Among Us. We play all kinds of fun stuff, and it is a great time. Also, stay tuned for some more content coming to our YouTube channel as we are ramping things up for 2021. Also, if you love video games, Star Wars, plants, and pizza, definitely check us out on Discord. Link will be in the description. Come join our awesome community. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. Wherever you find podcasts, you can find the show. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.